Hello, real estate world. Welcome to the Nova Show, real estate records. This is Nuria Rivera, owner of Novation Title. I wanted to create the space for you guys to be able to share success stories, but not only success stories. I also wanted you guys to be able to share raw stories, everything that you have learned from the failures, the lessons, the wins. This is a space for our community to come together so that we can help each other rise to the next level. This is a space to be vulnerable, and this is a space for us to all be able to support each other in this real estate world. Please enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome to the Nova Show Real Estate Records. My name is Tristan Hammett, and I am your host for today's episode. Get ready to explore Utah's real estate landscape with Patty Dominguez. Originating from Brazil over 21 years ago and thriving as a Utah realtor for the past five years, Patty specializes in seller financing, investing, residential, and luxury homes. Juggling roles as a wife, mother of four, and the first Latina president of Salt Lake Women's Council of Realtors in 2024, Patty and her husband also helm a successful construction company. Tune in for valuable insights and stories from this dynamic realtor, Patty Dominguez, and one of my very, very best friends in this industry. Yes. Um, I met Patty through an introduction from Nudia. We met at a coffee shop. Starbucks. Like two years ago. Talked to her a year off. Yeah. Well, like two years ago. (laughs) Two years ago. Yeah. And um, we've just been besties ever since. We just, we talk all the time. We do everything together. So I'm so blessed to know you. This has been so fun. And I did specifically wait to record this episode with her because I wanted her to officially be installed as the Salt Lake um, Women's Council of Realtors this year. So welcome, Patty. Thank you. And thank you for accepting to be part of Women's Council this year. I know it's a big commitment, but I really appreciate that. It's it's so fun and I'm we really have a great group we do. and you have been a phenomenal leader it's Thank almost you. like you've done this before but I know you haven't no nope. so <laughs> I'm like okay yeah but I had nightmares about this <laughs> but you are thriving as Thank a leader you. in this role so Thank you. okay so tell us about your um, journey to America from Brazil mm-hmm. and how you got into the real estate industry Oh, that was a big journey until I got into real estate. Really big. I came, I first lived in New York, and I worked, my first job was a coat check. So people in New York, very fancy restaurants, mm-hmm. they come with those big coats. They, you have to take them out, hang them, and then they give you a tip. And that's all I made. And that was in high school when I did that. And then from there, I had different roles at restaurants. I worked, I was counting the other day. I think I probably had like 15 different jobs before I became a realtor. Wow. Really? Okay. Because I did a little bit of everything. So it's like basically that what happens to immigrants, right? When they come, you go to cleaning, some do babysitting and all of that. So that's how I started. But then my husband, I met my husband. We got married and a year later, we moved to Utah, and it's because he was he served a mission here, and he loved it here, and he said, look, I know people there. I can get a job. I, we can get a place to live. I was like, if you get me a job, you get yourself a job, and you get the apartment, that's the main things, I'll go. Okay. Because you, you just need to have make sure everything is ready to go, right, that mm-hmm. it's set. And so that's why I was like, okay, I had less anxiety about moving to a complete different state. But it went smooth. But we didn't do so well. Like, actually, I was a 
therapist. That was my last job before I came. I did um, counseling for people who had drug addictions. Okay. And then when I left, I was like, that's it. I'm retiring. I'm going to just be a mom. And (laughs) (laughs) little did I know it wasn't going to be like that. Like I, I, I was a mom for a whole year. And after that, we, our savings were gone. And I'm like, okay, I need to go back to work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I know you've had the construction company mm-hmm. for a while and that, is that what kind of started off the real estate career path? Um, yeah, no, actually the, the construction company company came after. So after I, so I got a job after I was, I had my year off <laughs> and then I got a job at Wells Fargo. And so we had a bunch of really hard things happen that year with our family and I had to quit Wells Fargo a year later. And he was just like, I need to make something work. And he always had like, I need to do real estate. I need to learn more about it. And a friend of his got introduced to like a fix and flipper program. And he went there and I was just kind of very like skeptical about it. I was like, I don't know about this, but it actually, we bought the program. It's like an education. And then we studied for three straight months. And that's all we did was watch videos, no Netflix, nothing else. And after that, our mentor said, you're ready to buy your first home. Oh, wow. And we, so we started real estate investing before I even had my real estate license and before he had the construction company. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. And then um, it kind of goes like hand in hand because if you now um, have buyers or even sellers that need to fix things before you right. have this construction company too. So that's... yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and so the need started off as like, okay, we're doing this fix and flips. I'm paying these agents. Well, why don't I just become an agent so I can we can make more money yeah. or save money, right? We save in, in a commission and make more profit, whatever the, we want to structure it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the construction company was we got, we kept getting contractors that would take our money and leave, and it was awful, and some of them didn't have a license, so I couldn't even report them or anything. So we're like, no, that's it. And Carlos had a big background because that's what he did right before he came to Utah. He used to work at remodeling apartments in New York. Oh, okay. So he had the background, and so we he had the experience, so we're like, let's just do it. Okay. Yeah. So since then, you, you do have investment homes. You mm-hmm. have homes that you have um, purchased, flipped, mm-hmm. sold, um, You've had Airbnbs. You still have one. I have Curren- two right two now. Two currently? Okay. So, and then um, how has that helped you in your the business side of things? Um, just because I'm able to show my clients different options of things. And, like, I've, I like to think of creative ideas. Like, one of our companies, we have many companies, but one of them, it's the very first one we open. It's called... CP Creative Solutions. So it's C and P is Carlos Patty mm-hmm. and Creative Solutions, which is what we try to do for people, uh, especially the population that I serve, which is the Brazilians, the Latinos. We need sometimes creative solutions for problems. Um, they come and they need help with, oh, I, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I don't know how to start. And, oh, I need to open a company. I need to do taxes. All these things that they need help with. And so with me, I'm able to look, this is how you, you do things properly to make sure you can qualify for your home. And it's kind of like a guidance that happens even before we even go look at a home. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of the work before that I do, before even seeing like, you know, how in real estate, 
we don't get paid until the end and we close the transaction, but I do a lot of the work even before we see homes. Right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, and I want to talk about, um, like special, like the I-10 loans. Mm -hmm. And I know you, you've done a lot of work with I-10 loans Mm -hmm. and how, how has that knowledge helped you and clients get into homes? Because I know it might be fearful for people that are immigrants. Yes. And um, like the whole process, probably it, it is to, you know, somebody that's lived here, you know, yeah. a, a first time home buyer. It's it's a it's a lot of stress, but I'm yeah. sure that's a lot of extra stress. How do you walk them through this process and help guide them and educate them on I-10 loans. Yeah. I-10 loans are uh, hard. Like you said, there's a lot of fear involved and there's some really strict guidelines. So we, we hear about different programs and I look at them and I see, okay, what who is the best fit for which one? Um, I was just actually at a bank yesterday. I can't say the name. <laughs> but um, it was very, very informative to see a process of them qualifying someone. It, it doesn't seem really hard. Uh, it was very simple, the type of paperwork they needed. And I was like, this is amazing. You guys are doing a great job for the community because it has to be simplified. It can't be too complicated that people are just like, it's just too hard. It's not possible. Mm -hmm. One of the things I hate hearing is like, oh, no, it's never going to happen. It's not possible. That is not in my vocabulary. Like, it's always possible. There's always ways. And so with IT loans, it's guiding them, again, the basic requisites, which you have to look at credit, you have to look at some people don't have a social and they have incredible credit mm-hmm. and they don't have a social, but they have a great down payment. And I'm like, why shouldn't they be able to buy a house? You know? So that's kind of, I, I do look, let's look at credit. Let's look at your taxes. Very important for people who are self-employed because that's my biggest thing ever that I have to talk to people about is taxes. It's my daily conversation is like, you have to pay taxes and you have to do your taxes well before you buy a house. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to get a house. Mm-hmm. So unless you do another solution that I have, which is without using the bank, right? If you do a seller finance. Mm-hmm. So, but there's cost for that. So there's like, I was talking, I was doing a presentation yesterday with a Brazilian entrepreneurs, women. And I explained to them, it's like, it all depends on each each family. What's the main goal? That's what I try to get at when I first sit with them. It's like, what is your goal? Do you just need a house to own and you don't care where it is, how big it is, and anything, I can get you that. Oh, no, you need the house, I can get you that. Oh, I want to give the less down payment possible, I can do that. Oh, I want to, I have one person that I offer, you can qualify for an FHA where you can do 3.5%. He's like, no, I want to put 110000 down because I want to pay this off as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So it's very individualized help based on each family's um, needs. And I tend to have special needs because they are going through so much. They're going through other stressors that some other people aren't. Mm -hmm. And so it's a lot of that emotional support too. I have um, a master's in psychology and I feel like a lot of times I had to use it because it's like providing that guidance, like validating their feelings. Like Mm -hmm. I understand that this is stressful and it's you anxious about this, but I also understand that if you buy this house, it's going to be the biggest blessing in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of stressing that. Okay. You know. And I can just, because I know you, but also this doesn't just come from meeting with like one lender and going to like one investing like group. This is consistently educating yourself mm-hmm. 
and getting familiar with the different lenders, the different programs. Some of the I-10 loans, well, like any other loan, they all might have different um, down payment right. um, options that they you have to meet and things like that. So you are one to be consistently at classes, you're at the board. I mean, you're everywhere there is to learn about anything that helps you build your business. And that's something that I admire about you. You. you know, you, you're just constantly out there. I wanted to go to Kathy's class today, but I couldn't. <laughs> I really wanted side to. Note. I side note, Kathy. Uh, because I was like, that's such a cool class. But then I also had to go walk this property. And I'm like, well, the class is at 1030. And then I had to walk it at 1130. And I, was, I wasn't going to make it. And that's constantly my day. Yeah, it's like, right. what can I make it? Pri- priorities. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it is like, it's not just, oh, yeah, let me, yeah, you, you, I can qualify you, no problem. Like, no, you have to kind of understand what the products are mm-hmm. so you can finally understand. And I've talked enough with lenders that I have a little bit more understanding of, like, what the requisites are. So I can know. I try to pre-qualify them over the phone just with a few questions, and I know what, if they can, if we can work on some things or if they need to wait. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's things that we really can get past, like, I had a client just talk to me yesterday. It was like, okay, so for us to break our lease on our apartment would be $10,000. Oh, yeah. So they're like, there's no way we're doing it this right now. And I was like, well, ask if you can, like, sublet it to someone else. Or, you can, or if you find somebody that would take over your lease, then if they'll let you go, right? So there are some things you can get past. If there's yeah. no way, then they can't do it right now. But I never say there's a lost cause. Like, we just got to wait a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it'll be okay. Okay, that's awesome. So besides being educated, building the connections with lenders and things, you're also very involved in the real estate community in building relationships with other realtors. Mm-hmm. I've had conversations with some realtors that just do not see the benefit of that. Mm-hmm. They're like, I don't want to be at events with other realtors. I could be out doing things for my business, you know, but I've also seen where a lot of successful agents like yourself, they are always not, not always, but uh, yeah, collaborating and networking with each other. And so why is that important to you? Um, so I've seen people that are successful because they partnered up, they, they just join forces. And I, I believe in collaboration over competition, right? So I have one agent that we do festivals mm-hmm. we do festivals together all summer and then all the leads we get from that we're going to work them together and we're going to split it and i and i think like why not now i have a, an extra person who and we have i mean that's very delicate you have to have the same level of commitment the same ethics uh, you have the same like uh work ethic yeah because otherwise it's not going to work but we do and so me and the other, other agent, we do these festivals and it works because we have a commitment and we're like, we're going to make this work and we're going to call and we, we get together, we make calls together and it works. And I learned from her and I'm, I hopefully she learns a little bit from me. And I think that's great. Um, the other thing is um, just the fact that I, I just had a collaboration with my new broker and it was something like, I, like, I couldn't believe that it happened. So I threw a party mm-hmm. at her home. So she she had a home in the Parade of Homes, and then she had 
three more in that same street. And then so we picked, okay, we won't do a party at the parade home so people can browse through it, but we'll do it on this home next door. And literally the home that I threw the party in, I ended up selling to my clients um, like a few months later. Yeah. So I was going through, okay, let's look at some homes that are offering seller financing in Draper. And that home popped up and it was like, well, I know this home. I've been in this home. I know the agent. Uh, and the builder. And the builder. <laughs> and I. And then I. it was a quick message. So because I had that relationship, it was like no question about it. Like yeah. it's yours. And I think a lot of the problems we see in transactions with each other, it's because there's no connection. So one thing I learned, I was at NAR and one person said, after you go on the contract, like you're, you're, you're representing either the buyer or the seller, it doesn't matter. Ask that other agent out for coffee. Go have a meal together. Go chat. Go get to know each other. Guess what? If there's hurdles afterwards, if there's problems, they're going to be handled better because you built that report. Mm-hmm. But if there's no report, if we're just strangers to each other, we're not going to be helping you know, our clients well because of because egos get in the way and yeah. all other things. So I am so, I mean, I have this proof of how well that went because I knew that person. She trusted me. I trusted her. And we were being able to get my client at home. And yeah. so I think it's very valuable. And I think people should do it more often. I think so too. Yeah. Okay. And I want to talk about uh, your social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, do- you always get, get me crap about that. No, you do a great job. <laughs> because you say, you don't do it yourself. Okay. Well, okay. She, she has somebody that does her social media for her, which I... A hundred percent. I am like, yes, yeah. that is great. It's this person is consistently posting yeah. for her. They are always professional. I go to her page. I know she's a realtor. So I, that is a hundred percent. I'd like to see obviously a little bit more <laughs> of, of Patty. like, yeah, of Patty and who yeah. you are I'm at least in your that. stories. But yeah, so but, I tried them. Yeah. And so how have you felt social media has helped you? In your business? Um, it, at first, it didn't. At first, I didn't get anything. And then I started doing these videos. Um, last year, when the market shifted, and I was like, crap, like, this is not mm-hmm. this is not good. That means we're not going to be doing a lot of business, like going to show homes and doing all these appointments. So that means I need to focus my energy on something. And I was like, I'm going to focus on education. So I'm going to educate my community because the more educated they are, the better they can make the choices, the better they can prepare. So I started doing video after video after video about that. And I think the videos have helped. When they see you as an expert, too. You yes. have a lot of informative videos on your Instagram page. Yeah, and I, I want them to know, like, I like to share my knowledge, obviously. But I also want them to, okay, oh, so one thing I say over and over, if, you wanna, if you're an entrepreneur and you want to buy a house in 2026, you need to talk to me right now before you file your taxes for 2023 because your two years of taxes need to be very well done. So we give we give that guidance. So I go and I drill them. I drill in their heads all this information so they know. Even if they're not ready right now, when they are, they're going to know what to do. And so it helps because now people share my videos. I share some of them in some of the groups that I'm in. 
and people just come and ask questions and i've gotten a lot of leads now from instagram from oh somebody reposted this video and i need to know more okay that's yeah, amazing yeah so you is the person that runs your social media are they local in brazil they're in brazil yeah i love I know. supporting your i know country. yeah well first of all it's cheaper <laughs> because i pay in yeah. brazilian currency and and i'm paying dollars and um what is it one dollar is worth five reais so it's it's cost efficient for me and they do a really good job at even sending me some stuff to approve myself they will create content for me sometimes it's a lot of me like hey i want to do an i want to post about this article i want to post about this but a lot of times it's them hey what do you think about this post and i'm like oh that looks great and you know Okay. They can go on Google Translate or whatever if they need help, and then they can put the captions and the hashtags, and then I they just send it to me for approval, and we 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 post. Okay. So. Do you have like monthly meetings or weekly, or do they kind of know yeah. you now? They kind of know me. It's and, been like two years now. Okay. But we did have a meeting in the beginning of the year because I am doing a lot of rebranding. I want Love it. to look a certain way, to have uh, to send a certain message, not just with my Instagram, but with my looks and things so i want to i want to change a few things and so we had a big meeting um i am in the brokerage right now that doesn't because i'm not in a team and i'm not on, in a place that offers a website he's creating a website for me that's going to be my own i also want to have more of the patty the not whatever company but patty mm -hmm. and i want that brand to be more prevalent <laughs> uh, but to be that's what I want and so I want to create these so we had a really long meeting the other day uh, to kind of align some things and we might start having more often just so we can yeah, you know hit certain goals right. of your social media right because it's something I started a year I want to focus more on good yeah. okay uh -huh. yeah I know you do you do or whoever your person is in Brazil really he nice. does a really great job yeah I love it so okay and I want to talk about um, this is big with you because I am around you all the time and I still have no idea how you do this. <laughs> well, you did. You gave a beautiful speech at your installment of how you're able to juggle the the family and the business life um, because for some reason it just seems like you have way more hours in the day than I do. <laughs> I just sent but, emails out at 2 a.m. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so um, with – Everything that you're doing, and I mean, this woman is working every single day. There is not a day unless she's sick in bed, but still she's yeah. in bed working. Like, yeah. that she she's not taking a day off of work. So, and I know that that contributes to her success right there alone. But balancing the four, I mean, these are four little ones too. Yeah. These are not like teenagers. They are, yeah. they're little. And, um... And all your, your flips and your businesses and real estate and your clients and now women's council. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so how, yeah. how do you manage all of your um, time? It's, it's hard. Like, so I once heard someone say it's like managing everything in your life. It's like those circus people that are like flipping the plates and then they're not all going to flip at the same like speed mm -hmm. so one's gonna flip high and why you're paying attention to it and and so it's like understanding that it, in the long term it needs to even out so the family time the the women's council then work then church then husband because he needs his own time and 
And so it's, it's it has to even now at the end, I do have my mother-in-law that helps me with my kids. And it's like I can walk out that door without one bit of worry mm-hmm. because I know my kids are in the greatest hands. So right. that's I think that contributes a lot to it, being able to like, okay, I can disconnect that part because that's taken care of. But it's also prioritizing what's the priority today. Like I said, today I had the house and I had the class, and I'm like, I wish I could just clone myself and go to both. But I'm like, if I go to the class, I'll only be there for 30 minutes. What's the point mm-hmm. that I'm, I'll get notes from someone? Oh, I'll catch the next one, right? But it's it's a lot of juggling and a lot of working. On I only got the less, like for the holidays, I only got to rest on Christmas Day. That was it. Like before, after, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, I was doing stuff. And I didn't look at my phone for the entire morning of Christmas. Like we open up gifts. I didn't even know where my phone was, which is a miracle. Like to me, like <laughs> I, it's a problem because we work yeah, so much yeah. and emails and stuff. But then at two o'clock, that's when I first look at So I played every single game that my daughter's won, uh, got for Christmas including Monopoly, which is long. Yeah. And then at 2 o'clock, that's funny when I looked at my phone, and I look at my phone, and there's, like, a client that bought a condo a year ago, and he's like, I just had a flood. Oh, no. And then so I'm like, it's Christmas, and it's, like, it doesn't stop. Yeah. It doesn't stop, and it can consume you, and it, it just has to have a balance. So I try to have time. For example, I'm going on a cruise this Friday with my two oldest, and so I do a lot of these trips when I only take them. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, the kids are a little small and it's harder. Yeah. But I also think that they need their special time with mom and dad without the babies. Yeah. So I'm like, let's go. It's going to be their first cruise ever. They're so excited. It's like the cruise for their birthdays because it was in December and we didn't do parties. So which I try to compensate by doing things like that, like taking them on trips. We're going to Brazil in March. With all of them. Like it's all these experiences that you right. do. Yeah. So it's like I'm not the mom who's going to be on the weekends like all Saturday. Oh, let's go to the park. And then let's go to the trampoline park. And then let's go to the movies. I can't do that. Most Saturdays I'm working showing homes. Mm-hmm. But I can break a few. Like if I can give them a few wonderful trips a year where we create those memories, I feel like I'm doing my job. Even though sometimes I don't think they might see it right away. They will, though. Because they'll... Because they, they miss me. I know that. I know especially my oldest, too. They need, like, quality time with mom. But I'm building something here because I know that in a few years I want to be more present. Mm-hmm. So this is the grinding time, and then it's going to be the time where I get to enjoy all that I'm planting here. And it should be should be uh, more freedom. Yeah. And then I can spend more time with them. Aww. And it's all for them. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about Women's Council of Realtors. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been involved basically for the two years that I've been with Novation now. And um, you joined was it last year or the year before? I joined 2022. 2022. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So 2022 when Ruby was the president. Yes. Okay. So 2022. And it was almost like right away you knew you wanted to be uh-huh. president like one day. Um, yeah. So women's council, I, I 
became a realtor. Then I had lots of things happen in my personal life. And then I started looking at those events. And I was like, that looks fun. Like all those realtors together. Like, I wonder what that's about. And then I finally went and joined. And then I went to my first event. And I was like, oh, this is really nice. And then I met Nuria in one of the events. That's when she spoke. I was like, wow, this is really it's a cool place. And I that first year, I was just like, oh, let me volunteer. Like, <laughs> so first of all, the reason why I volunteered for the golf is because I didn't know how to play oh, that golf. That was so fun with you. <laughs> I didn't know how to play golf. And I'm like, okay, this there's a really cool event. I don't know how to play golf. I'm not going to join a team. So, like, how can I get into this event? <laughs> and not look stupid or something i was like i'm just gonna volunteer to help and so i did and that we volunteered together and we were at the tent and it was so much fun we had so much fun it was so great <laughs> and i got carlos to be a sponsor yeah. so like i volunteer him to do things yes, with women's council all the time but um so that's how i first volunteered to it and then i volunteered to the gala that was that year so it just i became and then I wanted to be on the board, and I didn't know how it worked. I was like, I don't know how this works. And so when I, I said, oh, I want to be part of the board, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, all the seats are taken. We don't have any vacancies, but you can participate and be part of committees. I was like, oh, cool. And then on Monday, I get a phone call, and there was an event on Friday, and they were gonna, the new board was going to get installed. So the 2023 board was getting installed on Friday and I get a call from Sophie Reese on Monday and she's like, um, as patch has opened up, would you like to be our first vice? And I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> I said, sure. <laughs> I'm like, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> no idea. She kind of said a few things. So this is what the, and, and I thought I kind of understood. Oh, I think it's a secretary position and it really is. It's taking notes and helping out. But mm -hmm. I was like, okay. So I was like, all right, I already have my red dress. I'm ready for Friday. And I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And then when I first started to be part of the board in the meetings, then I started having this feeling like this is, this is amazing. This is a great place to be. Maybe I want to be a president, but I, I, by then I was started already understanding, okay, you have to first be voted as president elect. We already had a president elect. So I'm like, okay, so I can go president-elect next year, which will be 2024, and I'll be president in 2025, which is sounds great. I have, you know, two years to prepare myself for this. It's going to be amazing. And then we were in D.C., and Sophie said, you know how you said <laughs> that you want to go for president-elect? Uh, how do you feel about doing that now and being our next president? And um, there were some circumstances for it, and I was like, okay, sure. I mean, I'm, she said she has so she had so much faith in me. I think Sophie's the biggest part of me being able to do this. She had so much faith in me that made me have faith in myself that I could do this. Yeah. And every time I I talk to her, I'm like, I learned from the best because she really knows how to work women's council. She's done it three times, and mm -hmm. she knows the ins and outs. And that's what helped me know. Like, the more knowledge you have, the more confident you are. And so knowing what is what it is, what is expected of you helps you be a better leader because you're on top of things. Right. Absolutely. And so that's what happened. I know. It's been so fun watching yeah. you progress through this and being on this board with you this year mm -hmm. is so fun. And what are some of the things that you are implementing? I mean, I know what they are, but what mm -hmm. are some of the things that you're implementing oh, as council. president? Yeah. So... 
I'm very passionate about women empowerment. Um, I there's people that don't really like having girlfriends because they you know they don't really get along, and I love having women around me. Um, I like it's my happy place. I love girls' nights. I love having these moments where we're together and we're sharing and we are being just us ourselves and we we have a place to be ourselves and no one's judging us and we're I feel like we're stronger together um so my big vision for this year uh and I have a motto which is together we rise mm -hmm. because there's a lot like you said a lot of people that I believe in like oh I just want to do my thing I don't need to meet anyone else I don't need to mingle I don't need but I feel like there's so much strength for when we gather together and get through it like the market I said in my speech, I'm like, the market isn't easy. We all know that. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, times aren't, it's not what it was two, three years ago. So how are we going to make it through it? It's together. Mm -hmm. It's sharing. Uh, there's room for everyone. We can all learn from each other. Someone from my brokerage just mentioned an idea that she had. Uh, oh, I have this like amazing survival, um, showing survival kit in the trunk of my car and it's amazing and I'm like oh my gosh that's such a great idea yeah. I'm gonna do one too yeah and it's like you know I'm like we can all learn from each other and we can grow together and so I want this to become a community of support like one of the big things and we already I I didn't think we were gonna have so much people wanting to help and so I think that we're gonna actually have a whole committee of people that are designed to help in tough situations so somebody uh, cannot do their showings due to sickness or something like that we're going to arrange for someone to cover those showings for her and other things that may need it right like somebody might be going through a rough time and need some support or some resources and we want to become that community that embraces that need and just go to work and, yeah. and act on it so it's the compassionate service project team lead and that person is going to help out with these jobs. Um, I also want to do, um, like, the Facebook group. I think, I know a lot of people don't use Facebook anymore, but I think it's going to create that community that we need to because we can ask questions. We can share our open houses. Like, I was thinking, as a board, we already kind of support each other. We have a text message thread mm -hmm. that if you're having an event, you can invite someone. If I'm having an open house, I can invite, hey, would you? Or if I'm like, you know what? My home is not selling. And um, it's been in the market for a few days, and I'm worried. And I need, would you come and take a look and, and give me some feedback? Right. And that is, I think it's so valuable. And I think that we can create that in that Facebook group where if people are sharing the, the open houses, we can start going to each other's. Mm -hmm. And then you have, like, more support. Yeah. And so those are a couple of things that I really uh, am really care about and I really want to see grow in women's council. Um, women's council is a women's organization and women, we're not easy. Yeah. <laughs> we're not. Um, but, and, but I think that we have so much good in us that we can share and we can make something beautiful um, and we can be vulnerable. I'm in this big thing now that I want to be more vulnerable and uh, allow myself to just really and like look at what I'm lacking and being real about it and that's okay mm -hmm. like we all are work in progress you know yeah yeah and I feel like you're this year 
you're really getting people more involved and feeling like they're involved in the organization, you know? Yeah. And really making this like a community, which I love that you're doing that. It's for them. Yeah. It's for every single one of them. Like seeing how happy everyone was after uh, the first event and how much they got out of it. I'm like every like the moment that I knew I was going to be present, I already started thinking, what kind of um, events are we going to have? Alma's name popped in my head. And I'm like, I think he needs to be one of the first ones. And I think it's the reason why is because he started and it's a it's a tough topic. Right. He was mm-hmm. talking about pain. Yeah. And no one wants. Oh, my gosh. People could have thought it was depressing. Right. Oh, my gosh. The first event you're talking about pain. No, like every single person that I know and I talked to my broker about this yesterday every single person that I know that is successful has gone through a lot of pain yeah and they come like on the other they came out the other side and they're standing and they're doing what they can every day and they're successful so I'm like every single one of us in that room has gone through something painful mm-hmm. and we could learn those how to pass through it just allow ourselves to feel all of it but don't succumb under it. Like, just don't get buried by it. Just rise right through it. Yeah, that's a beautiful yeah. message. Yeah, he did a great job. He did, right? Yeah, yeah. he did. Um, okay, so I want to, sorry, we're going to, like, go back a little bit, back to the real estate business part of it. And um, so I know you previously were on a, um, well, you were solo, and then you joined a team for a little while whom you still have great relationships with. Um, on that team, though, you learned a skill of phone calls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you crushed it. Um, yeah. I was thinking about this today, actually, because I the phone calls with the scripts are hard for me. I I get really nervous and I stumble and then I sound like I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm a great communicator. Like I feel like I, if I'm talking to a person in person, they can feel my energy. They can understand what I'm saying. They like with it, but on the phone, it's just like a blank screen. And I've got a lot of coaches from that team. And even from the brokerage were like, just, just have a conversation. But I just get really nervous. I did. I was able to convert one person over the phone mm-hmm. and while on the team. And I'm like, I can do it. But she was a Spanish speaking. And I'm like, hmm, I think that has something to do with that because I think I get more comfortable with the Latinos. Okay. So I was just more relaxed on that phone call mm-hmm. because she was Latina. And I'm like, oh, that's why I was able to do that, you know? Yeah. But to me, I was thinking about that. You did that one. You can do it again. And you can do it over and over again. I'm like, I thinking more like door knocking might be my thing. Right. Because I'm in person and they can see me and they can feel, again, my energy. Yeah. And I'm not stumbling and trying to find words. I'm like just being myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that will work better. I think that's going to be yeah. way better. That's what I would want to do. I have it ready. Like the weather needs to help me out because under under 32 it's kind of rough for a brazilian but as soon as i see like 40s i'm out there knocking doors yeah yeah okay so how have you been so you're like you're generating business so i know it's from events that you do and um soi Mm -hmm. you're heavy and heavy heavy in your soi Mm -hmm. 
What are the, some of the, some of the things that you do to stay top of mind and in front of them? Um, so I have, I'm big on the Christmas. So Thanksgiving Christmas is a time where I personally go to their home and I bring them something and it's getting harder because the list get it's growing. So the more people I have to go, it's, it's harder for me. So I just realized I have to start sooner. So like Thanksgiving, I should probably start November 1st (laughs) and then, and then, uh, December 1st for Christmas. And that's one like very special touch that I like doing because that time of the year, uh, I want to see them. I want to catch up with them. Um, I just did one. It was for Christmas. So I went on Thanksgiving, I brought a pie and then I sat on the couch and we talked about a few things and the client's like, yeah, I'm going to have surgery and this and that. So when I came to in December, I was like, oh, remind me again when your surgery is going to happen. She's like, no. So immigration sent um, um, a letter for my husband and he needs to go to his interview in Mexico to get his green card. And so we canceled the surgery. That's what we're doing. So I she's like, I'm leaving in two days. And he's going to spend Christmas in Mexico for the first time in 14 years. And the appointment is at January 2nd. So I, and I just started crying with her because I'm like so happy that she get, he gets to spend Christmas with his mom after 14 years. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he has his interview and then he can get his green card and come. And it, I was just so happy. And that moment to me, it's priceless and it's very important to to create that relationship where you truly interested in what's going on in their lives mm-hmm. you're not just there to like hey who do you know right it's not about that yeah um it's about caring about what how they're doing you know physically mentally um f- family relationships some people confide in me how you know they're having a tough time with their marriage and things like that and it's like it's real. It's a yeah. friendship. Right. It's like what happened to us. Yeah. Yeah. Like you came over. Obviously, you wanted to establish a business relationship, but we became friends right. and it was like natural. Yeah. And that's how it is with clients. So one of the things I like to do is those pop buys. I want to do more. Which she does do because she dropped by my house. I did. <laughs> so thoughtful. I know. And I so I'm like, it's it's something I like to do to show love. Yeah. So, uh, I want to do more Popeyes. I don't want it to be just the end of the year. So this year I want to do like at least once a quarter, uh, and then twice in December, you know, November, December, and then I want to do. I'm actually opening a VIP club. Okay. Idea from I don't know a title company who has a <laughs> VIP or oh, diamond diamond <laughs> club. So I stole this idea <laughs> of doing. Something so everyone that's been my client or has referred me a client that has closed, they're part of my VIP club. And what's going to happen is I'm going to have one event every quarter to celebrate them. And so um, I just talked to someone who owns a beauty clinic Mm -hmm. and she's like, let's do an event. And it will be a general event, but I'm going to open it up an hour early for your VIPs and we can do special drawings for them, special prizes. And it's just something for them to feel special because they are special. They have like trusted my job, my work. And not only that, they referred me to their friends and family. And that's very important to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing events every quarter for them. I also do big events on holidays. So we do Easter. We do one in the summer. 
we do a Halloween one, and we do a Christmas one. Okay. So on top of at least, there's a lot of touches yeah. happening because of all the events and all the things that we have going on. But it's great if it's bringing them value mm-hmm. and you business. And um, I think that I think that's those are one of the most important things to right. do. And actually, so I'm in Nudia's coaching for leadership right. business. And um, recently we were talking about building referral programs, mm-hmm. right? So who else better out there than your past clients that have worked for with you mm-hmm. or even people that just know and love you, who better out there yeah. raving about, like make them raving fans, you right. know, like create referral programs mm-hmm. Because that's the easiest way to get your yes get you business yes and I had um so when when I dropped off my last cookie box <laughs> on December twenty third at like evening time I drove all the way to Heber that was my last stop and they they couldn't believe that I drove all the way to Heber to drop off a cookie box and an ornament oh I love and that. a card. And I was like, of course, like, and my kids were in the car, all my kids. So the, the 23rd, I put all my kids in the car in the morning and they were in the car the entire day Oh my! God. as I was dropping off cookies because I was doing Utah County. And then I came all the way and I finished in Heber. So they were so great though. I just, I gotta say, I gave them, you know, their snacks, their juice, stopped, got some Chick-fil-A on the way and it was great. And even some, one of them napped two of them maybe um but it was great and then when I got there they're like I was like hey you know you mentioned to me around Thanksgiving that you were gonna have uh you know friends over for Christmas oh when did they get here and they're like oh they're getting here on the 25th in the morning I'm like well so that means you're spending the 24 by yourselves it's just it was a couple they don't live here they live in Texas and oh yeah Yeah. you know that yeah yeah um and I was just like, um, no, like come come to my house, and because the Latinos is big on the twenty fourth, so I like, come to my house, and and they were, you know, it was so great, it was so fun, and um, I love that. I love to create that like that friendship with them, mm-hmm. because it's not. I mean, that is not even about business. Like I'm sure if they think of somebody that needs to buy a house, they're gonna refer me. But it's it's become more than that, right? We've done dinners, uh, we laugh, we, we joke around. So I love that aspect of getting to know more people and just adding to this group of friends. Because, again, I like people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and so uh, let's talk about them real quick. How did you, how did you meet them? Because they don't live here. They don't. So she sent me a Facebook message. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> So I I think I don't I remember I think I asked because I usually ask but she got in contact with me about a year ago, and she said hi my husband and I want to buy land in Utah because we want to buy a house, uh, what's your number? And so I gave me gave them my number and then all of a sudden this number from Texas keeps calling me calling me calling me I was like what's going on they like the phone so I'm like okay so I talked to him, and they came in the winter. Uh, and they wouldn't, we looked at land, but you couldn't really see the land because it was covering in snow. So they said they were going to come back in May. And then in May, I touched bases with them. They're like, oh, no, we're not coming yet, but we might come in September. 
And so they came in September, and they had completely changed their minds. They're like, actually, we don't want to do land anymore. We want to buy a home that's already built. And that's how it started. But I asked her, I remember asking her, how did you get my... And I think she said that it was... She asked on a Facebook group, and someone referred my name. And then because I was Brazilian and all that, yeah. she she liked that. And that's how it started. And it's actually the biggest deal I've had, like the biggest commission I've had in my career. Yeah. It was from a Facebook message. Yeah. And it's insane. Yeah. Because you, it, you, you don't just think, never, you never know. But it's social media that keeps us all connected. Right. Some way, somehow, people know right. people that you don't know, right. you know, and it's just. It's insane. It's I could spider web. It. Because at first you're like, really? They're from out of state. They want to buy land. You, you almost think it's like a scam. And like, like the nicest people. They are. They're they so are. cute. And they are. so nice. Oh, I'm so glad. That's so it cool that so you've cool. made that connection. And, and social media. Yeah. I mean, like, that is so rad. Uh-huh. Okay, my dear. Well, we have to come to an end. Mm. I could talk to you. I really, so. Patty, and I could talk, like, all day, oh, and I do have more questions. Or so we might have to do, like, a mini-sode later. Yeah. But um, thank you so much to our Yay. listeners, and thank you thank to you. Patty, my bestie, for, for being me. here with me today. And oh. um, where can people follow you? Uh, Patty the Realtor. So Patty.the dot realtor and that's his instagram and facebook is the key to your dream home oh i love yeah. it did you le- did you learn a lot about me today that you didn't know i did there is there's some I, stuff i know, know you'll lo- know there is some stuff me. though that i'm like like wells fargo i was like oh yeah she did work at you yeah. know like that i just forget about yeah. but it's like oh yeah yeah oh okay, well, okay thank you so much thank you bye, bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate us, like us, and share this podcast with our real estate community. The Nova Show Real Estate Record, sharing raw stories of real estate, failures, lessons, wins, and successes. This is all from Novation Title, bringing a different experience into your world so that we can all uplift each other. Until next time.